I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Place between 9 a.m. and 10 a.m. Events occur Good morning, everyone. Welcome. It's a Friday edition of FPC Radio Live. I am one of your hosts, Ian Glendon, joined, as always, by Mr. John Sapichetti. And uh, we're, we're closing out this week. It's uh, it's We're a third of the way through August. It means it's almost September. And again, John, every day that I wake up, I get more and more excited for the fact that we're going to have NFL football, real NFL football. I'm not talking about what we watched last night. Each and every Sunday, and uh, that 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 brings a big smile to my face. Absolutely, I mean the season kicks off what September eighth with Buffalo at the Rams to start the season, and then the full slate is on September eleventh. So yeah, we're we're a month away from this. Actually, a little bit less than that now since today is August twelfth. And uh, yeah, we're all excited about this. The baseball season kind of drones on. The NBA offseason has been interesting, but not as usual, other than, of course, Kevin Durant being rumored going to, like, every team in the league. But, uh, yeah, we're all excited for football, without question. Let me ask you something, since you brought it up. Uh, Did did you have any idea that last night was the uh, uh, Field of Dreams game? Or yesterday was the Field of Dreams game? I had seen it on Twitter the day before, and then it kind of hit me, and I had no interest in it, because it's the Cubs and Reds who are two god-awful teams, and I really haven't watched much baseball this year. So, yeah, but they, again, baseball does a 
wonderful job of promoting its own product. Yeah, and like, look, I'm I'm the same way, and it's like how you know, yeah, it's it's going to be hard to market two teams that aren't necessarily playing that well, but you know, you're talking about one of the more easily mark. You know, this is the type of thing you should be like just shoving down people's throats up until the time it comes. You know, and I, I look, I have this issue. Uh, with the NHL and their uh, Heritage Classics and their Winter Classics, they do a very poor job of advertising. It's it's pretty basic, in, in my opinion. So, um, you know, we talk about the NFL and kind of the over-the-top nature that the NFL does with everything, but at the end of the day, they know how to, how to push something and promote something. You know about what they're doing months in advance, and they're, they're pretty much on top of everything. So I, I, I wish baseball and, and hockey as well would kind of take a note from that because like as much as maybe my casual interest, uh, you know, does, you know, I don't get that excited about the field. That, that's kind of a big deal, especially like you said, I mean, this is a season that drags on. And if you have something somewhat memorable in August, you better promote the hell out of it just to kill the time between now and the start of the uh, postseason. Maybe not have it on the same night as two exhibition NFL games. Not that they were big TV draws last night. The games that were scheduled weren't national it's the, TV it's games. The NFL. <laughs> they probably outdrew the that by millions. <laughs> Just in New England alone and in New York. I mean, you, you had two huge markets, right? The Giants and the Patriots. And was it the Ravens and the Titans? You know, they, they have a decent national draw as well. well. The, so, the, the Ravens, yeah. the, you know, they're they're trying to extend that, that incredible streak of preseason game wins. And if, if you can't tell, John, I'm, I'm just <laughs> brimming it's with, with sarcasm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such an absurdly stupid record. Like, I, I like it, it's almost quirky at this point, so I understand why people bring it up. But it's like, who the hell cares how many preseason games you want? And, like, look, the Ravens, I don't know if it's, it's somewhat ironically or, or whatever that they kind of, uh, you know, hold this as kind of a badge of honor. But, I, I mean, I don't know. I just... I think it's kind of silly because it's the preseason. Um, you remember in 2008 when, when the Lions went 4-0 in the preseason? Yeah, and then they win, what, 0-16 <laughs> yeah. in the regular season. The Patriots had a season like that. And again, I'm the old guy, and I was a Patriots fan long before most people. But 1980, the Patriots were really good. They went 10-6, and missed the playoffs, had a loaded team, came back the next year, went 4-0 in the preseason, and we're all like, they're going to win the Super Bowl this year. They're talented. They're focused, all of that, and they ended up going 2-14 and 14 and ended up with the first pick in 1982. They took Kenny Sims, defensive lineman out of Texas. But, yeah, that preseason doesn't always turn into a, a telltale of what's going to happen in the regular season. Yeah, but that is a weird stat. The only thing I can draw from that is that Baltimore's offense is so unique and kind of quirky that teams don't prepare for it in the preseason, and they don't even bother to prepare for it because it's, I don't know, the preseason. And the Ravens tend to win those games. But that'd be like me saying, you know what? This is the 21st consecutive day that I've gone to the bathroom. You know, it's just like, it's okay, great. Good for you. you hey, that is impressive. You, you I must know, be you know, so, some people may not be able to say that, John. You know? That's true. That's true. <laughs> the, the, Especially the, when you get older. Yeah, you I was going to say. It's, it's good. <laughs> I was going to say, some people aren't so fortunate. Um, no, but, you know, uh, it, and we'll, I guess we'll we'll kind of start, you know, kind of there with the two preseason games. Last night, obviously, the Patriots and Giants play every year in the preseason, usually the last game of the preseason, but this year they, they kicked it off. Uh, obviously, none of these starters on offense uh, for the Patriots, so, you know, no Mac Jones or whatever, but the stars of the show, and I say this again in, in a bit, 
somewhat annoyed voice. Um, the stars of the show was the play callers because that's all you know, ESPN and get up focused on this morning. It wasn't what happened in the game. It was who was calling plays. And it kind of speaks to, you know, just kind of the nature of how we, um, you know, how, how sports are covered these days, you know, people are more interested in that. Uh, the reality of it was I was interested to see some things, you know, a couple, a couple players that uh, jumped out to me was one was Tyquan Thornton. I mean, mm-hmm. the tall lanky speedster who, you know, looks like he definitely needs to refine his skill. But the problem he has is that he's almost too fast for his own good. And I, I, you know what? I'm okay with that problem. That That's a problem you can figure out. You can work on your timing with other quarterbacks. Because there's a few times where he, even at like what felt like uh, maybe even 85% speed, he was going to blow by the defensive back. But unfortunately, he was too fast for Brian Hoyer's arm. So <laughs> he had to kind of pull back and, and kind of slow up a little bit. But um, he, you know, he, he's a promising young kid who, I mean, again, you know, Belichick gets a lot of slack for drafting receivers, uh, and, and not having them pan out. Well, let's, let's hope that maybe this, this guy's a little bit more Malcolm Mitchell, a little less Nikhil Harry. Uh, but look, I, that's what you look for. You look for little things like that. Um, I saw an offense that like many offenses in the preseason, like many offenses that have multiple players that aren't starters uh trying to make their way we saw some ups and downs i certainly didn't see an offense that looked like it was the worst ever seen in a training camp i don't know about you john i mean again my expectations are pretty level like i'm not expecting this team to be a top five offense but i'm also not expecting them to inexplicably like here's the thing john we're not talking about a Patriots team who last year, like I, I brought this up yesterday, we're not talking about a Patriots team who last year you know, won four or five games and, and needs to elevate just to get to a respectable record. This team was a playoff team last year, and I don't see, I don't see how they've gotten... I don't, I don't see them as a team that's going to take a dramatic step back. Now, are they, like I said, are they going to elevate themselves to be a, an elite offense in this league? I don't know. I'm not going to say they are or not. I, I haven't seen enough, and I haven't seen Mac Jones' second year enough to make a, a, a definitive claim one way or the other. But I just don't see how this team can inexplicably fall back three, four, or five games like some people are suggesting because, you know, all of a sudden, just because you have a different coach on offense, um, you're, you're, you know what I mean? And let, let's not forget, John, <laughs> a lot of people were complaining about Josh McDaniels, Patriots fans, by the way, last year. Um, how uh, uh, vanilla his play calling was at times. So I, it, it, I'm finding it hard to, to cope with what people actually want and what people actually expect with this team. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy 
price, price line. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be an interesting season because if they're the same as last year, they probably will not have as good a record because the conference is that much better. They did lose two games to Miami last year. They split with Buffalo. You think the Jets are improved, but what the hell does that mean? Um, you know, other teams are going to be healthier. I think Denver and Baltimore will be better than they were a year ago. You're playing Baltimore early in the season. So there's a lot that takes place in these situations. And, and I always look for the growth of the second-year players, right? And I thought they had a really good draft in 2021. You got your quarterback established. You got Christian Barmore, who, who looks like a beast on the defensive line. You got Ramondre Stevenson, who's an outstanding running back. So I think that was a good draft. And if you build from there, that's a good thing see what happens with this year's draft uh you know you'll get some contribution from rookies and yes i was impressed with ty Quan thornton uh who who's been successful at camp and, and is given them really quality depth at wide receiver to the point that they move on from they could move on from nelson aguilar or even jacoby myers myers is going to be a free agent at the end of the year maybe they don't want to go on and sign him to any kind of big contract and aguilar is a, a pretty pricey wide receiver so his growth will allow them to maybe move on from one of those guys. So, you know, obviously you're going to have to see what happens with that. But, yeah, I mean, this is a, a unique situation. You are changing some coaches. You know, the, the Patriots had Josh McDaniels as their offensive coordinator for a long period of time. You know, in between he went to become the head coach in Denver and spent a year as an offensive coordinator with the Rams. But, you know, over the last 15 years, he's pretty much been the offensive guy with the Patriots so now you're gonna have to see what happens after that so you know we're a month away there's gonna be a lot of changes and and I also think that what Belichick is looking at this year is how the team the last three years did not play well down the stretch Mm -hmm. that maybe taken a little off in training camp to maybe save some of that for later in the season who knows He's, he's got whatever methods he has and for the most part they've worked over the years when he's had Tom Brady well, and, and look, I mean, this isn't some sort of blind allegiance. This isn't some sort of in Belichick, we, in Bill, we trust type mantra that I'm following. But quite frankly, he knows a lot more about this stuff than me, you, or anyone covering this team. I mean, again, the guy's been coaching in this league since 1970, which was long before I was born. Um, you know, and, and you know, you, you were still a young, young chap back then, too, you know. Uh, you know, uh, it's he's hard going, to believe. He's going into... He's going. I know. Imagine that. His first year as a coach, he was a, uh, I wouldn't call it an intern, but you know, a very low-level assistant with the Baltimore Colts in 1975. Mm-hmm. I mean, just think about that. I think he came into coaching the same year Saturday Night Live uh, went on TV. So yep. that's how long that's been. He's going into his 48th consecutive year coaching, whether it be you know as a head coach, coordinator, positional coach, whatever it may be. I think he wants to coach till he gets to 50. That's a pretty nice round number. It would represent like half the length of the league. And I believe, I, I believe it would give him 25 years with the Patriots too. I think someone posted right. something recently around that. Yeah. So, so if you like, you know, nice, you know, round numbers, I guess you want to call it. But yeah, I, look, I, I tend to defer to him when it comes to, you know, how he sees things going. Like, you know, we, we've seen panic alarms, uh, you know, being rung by the, by the, the leaders of the drama brigade, you know, when it comes to covering this team where it's like, oh, the offense is this. I mean, insert any over the top 
uh, adjective to describe the offense, and that's what they're doing. And then the response from the team is, we're happy with where we're at. And you know what? The fact that they didn't even play Mac Jones or some of the starters kind of tells you a little bit more than anything that these, you know, like I said, the the, the drama brigade, brigade is, is telling you is that there there's a level of comfort that they have with what they've seen in camp, which, again, you're going to learn a lot more from coaching these players every day than you are from watching a, a quarter or two of preseason action. You know what I'm saying? So I, I, I tend sure. to think that there's there's some level of comfort as to the progression of where this offense is at. And based on his response when, again, with, he's, he's being peppered with these, who's calling the plays on offense? You know, he's saying the same thing. It's like, look, it, it, I don't really care who you think or want to call the plays. Like, this is what we're doing. And, and you know what? Like I said, I mean, until it fails, I tend to have to kind of give him the benefit that benefit of the doubt and I'm not doing it like under duress like I'm willingly giving him the benefit of the doubt because guess what it's hard to (laughs) like I can't imagine uh it it failing so spectacularly like people have said and like I understand the you know there's a two two ways of looking at this John when it comes to coaches developed by Bill Belichick um we can take the easy route and kind of laugh at some of the failures of the head coaches but Look across the league, and you, you just played one, a, a head coach last night who got his, you know, feet wet under Belichick and Brian Dable and is widely regarded as one of the better offensive minds in the league right now. Um, there's a lot of coaches in this league, assistants or otherwise, or head coaches like Josh McDaniels, that have a firm foothold in this in this uh, uh, group, I guess you want to say, NFL coaches. Uh, there's a lot of them in there, and a lot of pretty darn good ones. And look, just because you fail as a head coach doesn't make it so that you're a bad coach. I mean, we we talk about it all the time, not just with Belichick disciples, but coaches in general. Like, sometimes you're just a better assistant. You can be a great assistant, but a terrible head coach, and vice versa. So I look around the league, and I see a lot of former Patriots assistant coaches, whether it's a low-level assistance, high-level assistance, or even front office assistants are all well-established in this league. So that tells me that Bill knows a little something about coaches. And I tend to believe that he knows a little bit about some, you know, about a pair of guys that have been in this organization before and, and for quite a long time. So, With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a unique situation. Uh, you know, Patricia was Dante Skarnacki's 
offensive line assistant 17 years ago. Then he went over to the defensive side of the ball and then became the head coach of the Lions. And now he's coaching the offensive line and he's a special assistant. And he's a different type of setup than you normally see even here. Uh, Josh McDaniels, for most of his stay here, was the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach. Because Belichick likes to do that. And I think that makes a lot of sense. You kind of want to have one guy, one voice as the offense coordinator and the quarterback coach. Again, we have to put in that they had Tom Brady here. So, yeah. like, you know, it's, it's, I remember back in 1986 when Tom Seaver got traded to the Red Sox and he was 40 years old and it was going to be his last season. And Roger Clemens was having an MVP Cy Young Award season. And they asked Tom Seaver, you know, are you going to give any advice to Roger Clemens? He goes, yeah, I'll tell him what time the game is. Like, he already seems to know what he's doing. So, you know, obviously with Brady, I'm sure there was some coaching that took place, especially early in his career. But they came to a point where, you know, he was pretty self-reliant. So that's, you know, where you have to look at this. But I give Josh McDaniels credit. Had a good year with Matt Castle in 2008. You Mm -hmm. know, kept the ship running. It wasn't as good as 2007, obviously. And then I thought he did a good job last year with Mac Jones. So, you know, now he's on to... Las Vegas, and we'll see what he does there. But yeah, I mean, this is this is just a work in progress, and see what happens. It's just done differently than they've done it before. But you know, maybe Belichick is is trying to evolve late in his life, which is, I guess, something that is commendable because most seventy year olds, heck, most fifty nine year olds, don't want to change. Well, you know, to be honest, it has been a long time since he won a Super Bowl, and I know he's he's chomping at the bit. So it's been three <laughs> long seasons, John. Um, Anyway, this is going to be a shorter show, but before we uh, obviously uh, say goodbye for the for the day and for the week, um, yesterday the NBA announced that beginning immediately uh, they will be retiring Bill Russell's number six league wide. And the first thought I had in my head was fantastic, mm-hmm. absolutely one hundred percent agree with this and. I said this before, and I, you know, I, when it comes to accolades such as this, whether it's Hall of Fame uh, inductions or that, I, I tend to be pretty conservative. You know, I, I, I want to make sure that we're not just doing this. Like, I, I we've seen uh, words like the GOAT, the greatest of all time, get completely watered down because it gets used. Future Hall of Famer is another thing that drives me absolutely nuts when. You know, you can talk about two-thirds of the league and call, oh, he's a future. No, he's not. <laughs> he's a current player, and maybe if he keeps playing, he's a- No. In this case, to retire a number is one of the, a league-wide, is, is one of the most, th- one of the biggest things you can be honored with because it shouldn't be done. That's the thing. It shouldn't be done. But in two cases, and I, I re- I'll reserve judgment on on you know, Gretzky in 99 and everything like that. But in the two cases in the, in major league baseball and now in the NBA, you, these are the only two players you could probably, Mm -hmm. or should do this for. And I think the NBA may be a little bit too late, but they got it right. And I, I think this is the exact great thing you can do to honor someone like Bill Russell and what he did for the game of basketball. Without question. I mean, he's the only player who really deserves this. And I know, you know, you go on Twitter, which is a cesspool oftentimes, and people are like, well, what about 23 for Michael Jordan or 24 for Kobe Bryant? And it's like you just can't retire everybody's number league-wide because they were great players. This is being done for more than that. 
forget the 11 championships and all of that. This is because the man was a, yeah. <laughs> that's a, exactly a social justice warrior a pretty, who pretty damn big footnote. That's like a big footnote. Yeah, that's, you pretty, know? <laughs> that's pretty good. When that's like, if you really want to do it right, and I'm sure Mr. Russell would appreciate, you know, the basketball accolades being second or third paragraph. You get to the third paragraph. It's like, oh yeah, by the way, won 11 championships in 13 years two college basketball championships and a gold medal because the first two paragraphs are more about what he did off the court. I mean, this is a man who was decades ahead of his time when, when he was leading the way in the sixties and marching with Martin Luther King in 1963, this was not fashionable. This was not like today where, you know, Colin Kaepernick has been able to build a cottage industry off of this and a pretty comfortable living with Bill Russell. He was literally taking chances, taking his life in his own hands by doing this. He was so far ahead of his time. And then he stood with Muhammad Ali and um, obviously the great Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was there, Jim Brown, you know, Tommy Smith, John Carlos, all, all those, those, those great men. And yeah, this is absolutely what the league should have done. Unfortunately, it should have done it years ago mm-hmm. when he was alive to enjoy it. But yeah, no, this, this is the right thing to do. And Jackie Robinson's 42 is retired in major league baseball. I can't think of really anyone else. I, Gretzky is kind of a weird one. I mean, obviously most people think he's the greatest player ever, and he did grow the sport, right? I mean, there's no question about it. But, you know, I, I don't think you think of other things that Wayne Gretzky did that were life-changing no, for people. No, I mean, I, I, again, you also have to take into account the the Canadian influence. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying that in any sort of negative. I'm just saying that, you know, uh, uh, there are athletes that are revered, such as Wayne Gretzky and guys like that. But, yeah, same thing, the 99 being, you know, Kind of the, well, it, it, it's done for different reasons. That's why when when I talk about you know the the appropriateness of this, you know, we're talking about two trailblazers that again, like I said, at the end of the day, you know, their 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 actual compliments on the uh, accomplishments on the field or on the basketball court mm-hmm. are second to what they accomplished for the bigger for the greater good. And obviously, Bill Russell, like like I said, when when you can put eleven championships as a footnote. To your life story, I, I th- that's I think you've done something something pretty well, and and really just just like his his stature, I mean, he was just a a, a tower in in mm-hmm. you know of influence and and you know it, it, like you said, it should have been done before, it should have been done sooner, uh, but I'm glad that they got it done, and you know this is something that um, again outside of uh, a, a segment of Twitter and, and likely. That segment is is relatively young. I think most people are like this is this is exactly what should happen, and I I think I don't think anyone in their right mind is going to going to object to this. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No, they shouldn't. And and I will go one step further. And we all know how much I love LeBron James, favorite basketball player of all time, one of my two or three favorite athletes of all time. He currently wears number six. I, I think he should change his uniform number this year back to 23. I think that would be a great great gesture on the part of well, let, LeBron let's, James. Let's put it this way. If, it, if if the optics in the public eye are good, LeBron's going to do it. So in that sense, I think maybe he will. But honestly, I'm, I'm okay with him keeping it. Kind of, you know, and, and people ask, well, what happens? You know, this is kind of just like what happened with Mariano Rivera, and there were several other mm-hmm. players, but, you know, who wore 42 at the time. But most notably, Mariano was the last one and probably the, the best player to wear 42 of all those players. Um I, you know, I think they should be grandfathered in, and you know, I, I can't, I can't on the top of my head <clears throat> go through and and pick out every number six in the NBA. But you know, if LeBron's the last active player to wear number six, I think I think that's a that's I'm perfectly okay with that. And I'm not, you know, you know me, I'm not the the biggest uh, LeBron, you know, pom pom wearing person. You know, I I but I I do think that's uh, I don't think there'd be any disrespect. Or any sort of negative, <clears throat> anything anything negative about him continuing to wear number six, and maybe Bill Russell up in heaven would like him to continue wearing six. I think he'd be proud of that because they had a good relationship. Yeah, you know, I, I, one thing LeBron really understands and appreciates the history of basketball. Unlike JJ Redick, you know he he looks up to the players that made the league what it is today, and I think that maybe Bill Russell is like. Well, whispering in LeBron's ear, keep wearing number six, and well, then think, you be the final guy. That's a great point, Ian, because now you think Rivera was the perfect guy to be the last guy to wear 42. I mean, the guy is the only player in the history of baseball well, and, that's and, a unanimous Hall of Fame selection. And, so. and, and he and he also offered a link to the past, because as often yes. as he was only the only one to wear 42, every time that was mentioned, you thought of Jackie Robinson. And now exactly. you're, now you're going to do the same thing with Bill Russell, which... You know, again, it, it, you know, we're talking about a guy who was 88 years old and played long before I was born, long before many people were born. So, to to make sure his impact lives on, um, this is obviously the retiring of the number will always be a topic of conversation because you know, generations from now, what? Why can't someone wear number six? Well, this is why. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, the current generation of NBA fans, I think, would be. You know, I think it would be a serv- a good service to them to have a guy like LeBron continue to wear it until he retires. Because guess what? That's going to be a story around his jersey for the rest of his career. Yeah. Well, he's going to be the last one to wear it. Or when he retires, no one will wear number six again, blah, 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 blah. So, um, so you I talked me into that. You talked to me in thinking that now. You, hey. you completely made me flip 180 degrees, which is, you know, becoming more and more likely because as you get older sometimes you're like yeah i don't want to fight but you're right you know actually you, you make all the right points that's why you're the big boss the big brain you know <laughs> and, that, and that's why and that's why i now have uh two sound bites of you basically saying i'm 100 percent right and i'm going to use it over and over again so yeah um, all right but yeah so anyways great great move by the nba 
uh, teams across the league next year will also be wearing a patch and have a decal uh, on on their court, which again is, I think, another mm-hmm. great dre- gesture and a great way to honor um, the legend that is Bill Russell. So uh, that's going to do it for us here today. It's uh, it's a Friday, so we're gonna we're gonna call it a half day. Uh, we're gonna go <laughs> home early. Uh, we're gonna get ready for the weekend and then come back next week and get a little bit closer to the actual start of the NFL season. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter, at FPC Radio Live. I'm at IGLEN31. And, of course, give John a follow, at JohnSap25. And uh, we will talk to you on Monday. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. See you then. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 